Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Opinions May Vary. Hi! This week we have Legion episode 7 seven to talk about, <laughs> as well as whatever else we decide to get up to. That's right. We have our show notes in our heads. Yes. We're prepared. Indubitably. Indubitably. Oh, I said it wrong. You got it right. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since last time I decided the the uh, the route that we would take, you can start. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we just start with the beginning of the episode. We both watched it twice at this point. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll remember all the things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure we will. We watched it earlier today. <laughs> yeah. We have great memories. Yeah. Uh, so we start out with Lenny Monster and Amy. I actually already forgot. Yes, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And Lenny's watching a giant wall of security screens a la the architect from the Matrix. Yeah. And um, Amy's Amy's sitting in a chair in the wall. Yeah, Yeah. kind of days. And Lenny snaps her out and starts trying to ask her questions about what happened. Yeah, the day that David was brought to live with them. And... Yeah, Amy was so, having trouble remembering, but tried to relate. Yeah, she, she tried to relate it to me. I think the most uh, the interesting thing about the scene, though, is that Lenny slash the monster keeps on asking, "Where did he put it? Where did he put it?" And I'm like, "Who's he? Is it David? Is it David's adopted dad? Who's he?" So that's what I really wanted to know. And they yeah. didn't reveal it. Also, Lenny keeps changing back and forth between girl Lenny and the green-eyed obese monster guy thing. Yellow eye. Yellow eye. Sorry. Um, it's hard to tell if they have control of that or they just keep switching and they're having trouble keeping up the facade or something. I think that, you know, at this point, Lenny is like, well, I'm all-powerful, at least in here, for the most part, so I don't have to really try, except for the fact that, you know, if Lenny slash the monster really reveals its true form to Amy mm-hmm. at all points, then I think Amy would, Amy would be gone. <laughs> she would be cat- catatonic. She doesn't strike me as the sort of person who can uh, mm. quickly accept. I don't know. I think the yellow-eyed monster form is the thing's true form. That's what I mean. Okay. Yeah. I was trying does... to say, if yeah. she's stayed in that form, oh. then Amy might not be able to handle it. And so she's using Lenny's form as a way of... Something for her to relate to? Yeah. The humanish looking thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, at the end of that short scene, Lenny Monster says, Oh, it looks like somebody's escaped. And they show uh, Oliver like Bird and Guy Carey um, getting back into Oliver's little chamber that David had visited. Yeah, but... Several but, episodes before. but it looks different. It does look... It's slightly different. Not that different. Yeah. Um... Uh, was gonna say the interesting thing to me though was was Lenny Monster talking about Oliver or Carrie? Mm, I think Carrie. Carrie, okay. Because I was like, oh no, Lenny can tell that uh, Oliver is I don't know roaming free through David's mind. I don't know what that's about. Well, it's not like that. They're in the astral plane, so it's so it's not David's not mind. David's mind necessarily. Yeah, it's a place where they all are. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, um, that makes more sense to me. Yeah, so then Oliver and Carrie have a conversation about the need to help free everybody. We see Oliver definitely is having memory problems because he doesn't even remember his wife and is yeah, mildly convinced she's Asian. Amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, uh, Oliver tells, sorry, Carrie tells Oliver about the halo bandana of magic mm-hmm. he made to help David control 
Lenny Monster. The Lenny Monster, and we find out that Oliver suspects that he knows who the Lenny Monster is, and it's yeah, some, some guy called Farouk. Yeah, the Shadow um, King. Ahmad Farouk. Ahmad Farouk. But I couldn't tell if they were saying. I probably should have looked it up. I didn't know if they were saying this as like a literal translation. Oh, is he no. Amal Farouk, the Shadow King, or are they saying Amal means shadow and Farouk means no, king? No, no, I don't think it's a translation. Okay. I think it's his, his two monikers. I see. But why? And, and then, so I guess this is another place where reading the comic would have been of use. Uh-huh. In that, uh, Carrie realized um, after some prompting from Oliver that the Lenny monster was actually Amal Farouk. And when he realized, when he made the connection that he'd been seeing the dog King. In right, David's memories. King. But uh, why is there this relationship between the Shadow King and the dog? What's that about? I mean, I they've been hinting at this dog connection with David in the first episode when uh, when David was being interrogated by the Eye and the other guy. And the Eye had been carving him a dog. Remember when they gave him his food? Hmm. And you know, the Eye had finished his carving and just plopped it down right in front of him. And even when... Uh, even when they went, when they flashed to that scene with the other two third division guys, and they were talking about how the interrogation was going, and the one guy was saying, "We need more time," and the other guy was saying, "No, no, no, I don't know about all this time stuff. We should kill him." The old guy, hmm. the same guy who's melted into the floor yeah. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. They even had a dog in the background of that that scene too, and I was like, "Why is there this dog?" Hmm. In the background of the scene, the first episode or the melted floor scene? First episode. Okay, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe, like, I just assumed that the connection was the name, not the fact that it was a dog. Well, he said it. Carrie said that. Yeah, yeah no. I know Carrie realized that oh. David's imaginary pet dog named King mm-hmm. was King, the Shadow King, mm-hmm. but I don't know if the dog also played into it or not. That's all. I didn't assume that. But you noticed all these extra dogs all over the place, <laughs> so. You know how mm-hmm. I love dogs. Yeah. I would name a horse shadow person instead of a dog, but you never know. Well, we'll look and see. Maybe yeah. once the season we'll find out. <laughs> I may read the comic. Maybe. Perhaps. We'll uh, regardless. Yep. So then, what happens? Carrie goes and gets... Sid. Sid, and pulls off her magic sleepy headphones <laughs> and brings her into this phone booth looking thing where they can talk and Sid's like, yep, I know everything that's going on. And Carrie's like, well darn, because I was looking forward to explaining it to you. Yeah, Take basically. these special glasses so you can see what's real and what, I guess, Lenny is creating for you to see, but it isn't real to mm-hmm. try to keep you scared and controlled. Mm-hmm. Just like um, the girl Carrie, which I guess we'll get to in a second. Yeah, so Sid takes her own glasses and several extra pairs for everyone else Except for one character who we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> um, and she goes and finds Girl Carrie, mm. who's being chased by the eye, who's whistling some southern what did ditty. Jack? I think it's Jimmy Cracked Corn. Yeah, that's what it was. But I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting choice. Um, yeah, so they lock him off in a hallway for a little bit and run away and get... Lock who off in a hallway? The, uh, the oh, eye. oh, you're the, right. I forgot. They're, they're all, all in the bars. The, they're all in the um, door, the central the, pill dispensary yeah. and waiting room area or Fun room? common area. Common area, yeah. Um, yeah, and so poor girl Carrie's been stalked by the eye since the last episode, and she's all 
flustered and confused and freaked out. You don't blame her. Yeah, and evidently the stuff that the glasses help you not see is all these, like, zombie people chasing you. Sure, I guess that's a better way of saying it than apparition. <laughs> yeah, so the glasses help you see that they're not real. Um, yeah, and interestingly, it's all in black and white. And everything, all the sound is muted, there's no more. Uh, no, not at that point yet. No, 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 there's no, no, no. Sound not that. that. The sound, yeah, the sound is just, there's no sound of zombies. Oh, when you put the glasses on. And when you put the glasses on, yeah. the screen, not the screen, what you see goes from color to black and white, grayed out. She watch um, it, it really does. Okay. Yeah. I so, just, I assume the hospital is always like white, white walls and stuff, so that, mm-mm. okay. No. All right. That's fine. Um, so then we go to bridging part of the previous episode where the... Scuba tank guy shows up at Melanie's. Oliver! And it is Carrie, this guy Carrie. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're right. And he brings her to the room where we In see... In the real world. The real world shooting happening. Correct, yeah. And <laughs> she's like... Well, she thought the scuba guy was Oliver, and then Carrie takes off the helmet. She's like, oh, and then Oliver is in the room behind her and mm-hmm. recites some lewd poem... And she turned around. <laughs> all it surprised. was funny. It w- yeah, it was. <laughs> but also lewd, you're right. Um, um, and then, and he doesn't remember her, but right. he feels as though he should know her. So that's a good sign. Yeah. And of course, he says, "I know, I'll remember. Don't tell me, I'll remember." So yeah, that was cute. Um, so guy Carey points out where the collar is in his actual hand, mm-hmm. and he and Melanie try pushing David and sit around with. To no avail. Brute force. Doesn't work at all. Yeah. And then Oliver starts conducting using his large toothpick skewer from his martini. <laughs> yes, he does. Margarita, whatever he was drinking. Martini. Yeah, because okay. Oliver. Um, Shaken, not stirred, and all that. Yeah. Starts this song, which goes over a the good Ravel. portion of the episode from there on out. It's called Ravel. Ravel? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he starts conducting slash sewing letters into the word shield. Sewing. Hmm. I mean, S O W. Yeah. Okay. Um. Against Sydney's back because she's the one that the bullets are about to hit. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, Sydney girl Carrie and questionable Terry yes. are going down <laughs> the hallway. He still doesn't have a name. <laughs> and, um. Oh, that's so sad. What happens? The eye catches up with them and starts attacking girl Carrie. Mm-hmm. And she glasses then, fall off and she's yeah. like seeing the apparitions again. And she freaks out. And she but freaks out. Then Lenny then shows up with their Beetlejuice hair style. messed up. Yeah. And does some weird sideways trot. And at this point, <laughs> um, all you can hear is the music that Oliver was conducting. So everyone's speech is done with Old fashioned. Text cards? All yeah. The silent movie? Yeah, all the silent Kinda movies. Um, it was fun. A little frustrating yeah. to read, but fun. Yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lenny kills the eye by. Squishing him. Yeah, taking, I don't know, telekinetic control over his limbs and folding himself up on himself, mm-hmm. which causes him to start leaking out of all of his orifices in the real world mm-hmm. in the room with Melanie and everyone. Yeah, and that freaks Melanie out for sure. Yeah. And me. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. Before that happened, Melanie mm-hmm. finds questionable Terry's Oh, yeah. Dad oh, yeah. We can't skip that. Tracing the blood that's coming up from the floor underneath. Up, where the down, whatever happened. Happening. The blood yeah. was coming through the floor 
And Melanie, uh, very quickly, finds where he is, uh, not stuffed in a closet, but fallen onto his back, where he's obviously been stabbed in the chest, which is awful. Yeah, definitely by, by the eye. By who before. then took on his appearance in the yeah. previous episode, yeah. episode before to last To do week. the shooting with. Yeah. Um, so she whispers something in his ear that we don't get to hear. It's very frustrating. And yeah, so, okay. Then we yeah, go back to the hallway. Lenny realizes what Oliver is doing and steps out of the hospital reality into the room and knocks him down to stop him from finishing his shield. shield yep. And, or he was just holding it in place constantly with whatever he was doing. I don't know if it was something that he would have. I don't know. Done the letter with. started to fall, and meanwhile, um, well, things came apart. But I don't know if he had to stay there doing it all the way up until time restarted for everyone. I think that was the plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but I, I think would, that's a plan. Yeah, so I was something he could finish and then go away from, or... Yeah, yeah. So. so anyway, that gets disrupted, then... Yeah. And then meanwhile, Carrie is slowly trying to put on his halo of happiness onto David's head. Yes. And David is screaming in his coffin, where he's been uh, trapped. Um, this is meanwhile, because we sort of skipped over David. Yeah, I was going to get to him after... After who? After we get back from Lenny pushing Oliver over to stop him from doing things... With the shield, and then she goes back to try to kill. That's all happening at the same time. Yeah. Well, anyway, I told you you could do it, so I'll let you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Lenny says she's going to kill Sydney and girl Carrie, but then questionable Terry gets his wits about him and tackles her. We assume, as a result of whatever pep talk Melanie gave him in the real world that he apparently heard in this astral plane... I guess she's using her own mutant powers. I still think she has them. She could. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, during... Uh, at some point during all of this, David is still locked away in his little box. He thinks he's in a coffin underground, <laughs> and then his rational British-accented mind <laughs> appears next to him and convinces him that he's still in some control, and they go... Uh, British David has... <laughs> Normal David, imagine a classroom, so they go into this nice lecture hall with really big chalkboards, and they start going through the facts they do know about David being adopted, and mm-hmm. what could have possibly caused reason. Lenny to be removed from its body, and why it would be bothering him especially, mm-hmm. which they assume is that David's biological father defeated Lenny in the astral plane in a mind battle, and weak... Lenny Parasite managed to find David and attach itself to him and feed off of him for getting revenge on David's biological father and conquering the world. That's right. Um, Getting its revenge. Yeah. So he gets angry and manages to break himself out of his little coffin thing. Yeah. And starts tearing through his memory rooms. Yeah. A whole bunch. But he keeps looping. Yeah. He loops through Dr. Poole's office. He loops through... The apartment that he had with, what was her name? The previous girlfriend. Yeah, now I've forgotten it. Jeez, well, whatever. They never really say. No, they do. Okay. But uh, it didn't matter. It's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Looking um, through that, and then he finally gets to what you said looked like yeah, the D3 uh, facility that he attacked to go yeah, get Amy back. the hallway. Because it's that weird, like, Y-shaped corner area thing. I don't know. When I rewatched it, I didn't, again, I didn't really recognize it as such. There were hallways like that. But I didn't think that that was, you know, that. But I think you're wrong. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So he's there, and I guess he either gets frustrated enough or realizes what his error has been and starts 
preparing his Kamehameha <laughs> and tearing things, tearing apart <laughs> the astroplane project, projection around him. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't say it, though. I guess that would be copyrighted from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's charging an attack. <laughs> it kind of does, you're right. Um, and then... But meanwhile, so yeah. while they're doing this and the Ravel is coming to its very fun climax, Lenny has uh, not yet... Well, sorry. Lenny has gotten rid of the eye. Yep. Uh, she has knocked Oliver down and his shield. Mm-hmm. Carrie is still... Guy Carrie is still trying to put the halo of happiness on David's head. Right. David's trying to escape from his mind palace. Yep. Um, Sid and girl Carrie are on the floor in front of Lenny Monster with their heads canted over to one side, I guess, prelude to getting their heads ripped off. Um, yeah, it appears as though she's trying to, starting to do the same thing to them that she did to the eye where she takes... Yeah, she's she control over their body. Yeah. Because she does the hand guns. motion of shooting herself in the head after she says she's going to kill them, and then both of their heads tilt the same way yeah. Lenny Monster's head had. Yeah. When she mim- pantomimed shooting someone. Yeah. But someone the most important part them. of all these efforts that everybody's making to overcome Lenny Monster actually ends up being Terry, if you ask me. Questionable Terry. Right. He finally gets out of her. his. Hmm? When he tackles her. Yeah. The bear hugs her. Mm-hmm. And throws her throws aside her or something. Aside, down the hallway, as, just as David manages to... Guy Carey manages to get well, the halo on David. I was going to say that too. Does oh. <laughs> Guy Carey manages to put the halo, the ha- excuse me, halo of happiness on, and David releases his energy attack, his spirit bomb. Hmm. It's yeah. not coming, coming. spirit bomb. I don't know. He caught they, they the spirit bomb was like the spirit too. bomb was like transparent. Yeah, it was a big ball of light. Was it? Yeah. I didn't watch it all the time. Anyway, okay. moving on. Um, so all these things come together as they do in TV mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and back in reality, David spins Sydney around, and we see him take the bullets in the back. Except, surprise! <laughs> he telekinetic stops him just in time and pulls, grabs them all with his hands. And shows him to Sid and like, ah, I'm okay. And then emits light from his back and envelops <laughs> them all and takes them to Summerland oh, again. They're funny. That's not, whatever. He used his abilities to yeah. take them back to Summerland. Yeah. In, Along with poor dead Terry. Big boy. Yes. Well, possibly dead Terry. So he looked dead and he wasn't eating breakfast with them. That's true. I think he was dead. Could be. Yeah. Um... They did have him on a stretcher, and then they just kind of plunk him on the ground. <laughs> the ground. I know. They dropped him. Um, yeah. I was like, why well, did you guys do that? Oliver is not with them He's either, not. Because Melanie runs in to check the frozen right diver after, suit. Right after they plunk poor questionable Terry on the ground, they yeah. turn around as Carrie's trying to, Guy Carrie's trying to convince David to go back to the lab and uh, permanently get rid of Lenny Monster. Right, yeah, he tells and David's under the impression that Lenny Monster is gone, not mm-hmm. that the hill is suppressing it, and mm-hmm. Guy Carey tells him, no, 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 don't do that. Um, right, so Melanie runs to check for Oliver, doesn't see him, then comes out, then here's Oliver reciting a Another poem or something, yeah, something. A story, I don't, I don't know. Um, well, having prepared, prepared food for everybody else, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, that's awesome. There he is. Yeah. If she had just waited, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Not to plunk poor Terry. <laughs> Not that she was carrying him. Yeah. But before oh. we move on, 
Okay. Yeah, we have to get to the fact that autonomy doesn't show up until the they're back at the Summerland. Yeah, so well, he I mean, didn't he get glasses or anything. No, they just ignored him. And I was yeah. like, did they like, cut your scenes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the episode before. In the episode anything before, having happened to him. Nothing happened to him. The only thing was that he was sort of, I think, sort of passively resisting everything that Lenny Monster was telling him in his, uh, in his um, therapy sessions, so-called therapy sessions when he was talking about his mother. Yeah. And so and he was asleep. him with him as an adult in his childhood memory. Correct. He was asleep. I guess. Reliving that memory of his mother, you know, the last last time he saw his mother. I guess. Maybe it's something so, similar to the Sydney headphones. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's all I can assume. But it was, it was very... It was not jarring, but it was a little... It was noticeable in exactly. that Carrie, Guy Carey had told Sid that we need everyone, or he said that to Oliver, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, this we is need several everyone. times. We need everyone, here are the glasses for the others. Yeah, and then stuff, it was like, there's no autonomy. There's no autonomy? Like, yeah. Did he not matter? <laughs> Don't know. And then instead of autonomy, we see questionable Terry show up to be the mm-hmm. saving guy, the slimy monster. Yeah. Entrapment. Oh, I don't know. So... Um, so let's see. Backing it, well, going forward. Getting back to going forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, David and his sister have a chat, and she's all grateful for being alive. She wants to talk, call her husband, and David's like, no, you can't. Um, which isn't wrong. Which, no, it's Considering not. Considering what happened with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and his former psychiatrist. Yeah, I wonder, is he mm. dead? But anyway. Yeah. Maybe he'll come back. To him. Yeah. Um... But in any case, uh, David then tries to go with Guy Carey and Sydney over to Guy Carey's lab, which mm-hmm. apparently is in a different building. Yeah, I never realized um, that before. Yeah, I thought they were all the same building. Yeah. And they get caught outside by SWAT Team D3 people. Mm-hmm. And, and the interrogator, the interrogator shows up all burnt but? and nasty looking and says, uh, tells his soldiers to kill everyone but David, basically. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the episode. It is the end of the episode, but apparently they don't kill at least the people who are with David, because in the preview, we see both Sid and Carrie. Yeah, well, pretty much everyone and Tommy. And is Tommy. there. <laughs> yeah, Guy Carrie, Sidney, and David are all standing, and Tommy mm-hmm. are standing going to the lab, and Melanie and Oliver are up on the balcony watching them. Mm-hmm. And the only other character... Missing is Girl Carrie. Yeah, Girl Carrie. Because she's mad. I say, understandably, she and Guy Carrie need to have, like, a talk. Yeah. (laughs) She felt like Guy Carrie abandoned her in the mental thing. Well, he did say, before they went to sleep, he was like, if you need me, just knock. And she knocked and he wasn't there. Yeah. So, I don't know. But he didn't know he wasn't dreaming until it was too late. Yeah. He couldn't go back for her. I know. But she's had a rough time. Yeah. Also, I don't know what was wrong with her in the whole mental projection thing. She became all weak and wimpy. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the real world, she's been all strong and combative. So It's a very big change. Yeah, I don't know. Whereas Guy Carey didn't really change much at all. Yeah, so I don't know if they like, didn't write her or because they said this thing where she doesn't age except when she's not when with When she's him. not with him? Yeah, like in his, yeah. When they're not merged, yeah. Yeah, if her... Mental state is just a lot more childish than his, hmm. which would explain why. Yeah, yeah, the reaction, and two, why she was so like ineffectual in this mental astral plane mm. because she was just like a big kid. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard that before. I haven't said it before. But you said, <laughs> you said somewhere they wrote it down. 
Oh, you said oh no, it was just bad it? character writing by the oh, show writers. Okay, that's what you meant. No, I understand. That she was suddenly all wimpy and unable to fight the eye who she... Uh, she didn't fight her. the eye before. Yeah, she Sydney fought, tried to. Yeah, Sid not really fight her, but... No, she did better than Girl Carrie. But Girl Carrie fought off D3 commandos. Sort of. Sort of, she did her best. Yeah. Regardless. There were six of them. Yeah. So, anyway. Um... Yeah, so that's the episode. Like you said, the preview shows, uh, it looks like they put up a fight against Eugene, <laughs> whatever happened there. But why didn't David use his telekinesis powers? Like, right then, as the D3 goons and the interrogator guy were coming up to, inru- to arrest them, why? Yeah, like... If he'd been wearing the, the halo of happiness before to teleport them all from his house to Summerland... Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there's no restriction on using his abilities. Yeah. Also, how nice is it that his childhood, childhood home was just, like, abandoned and not vandalized? <laughs> <laughs> but anywho. Yeah, who knows? Put the show on trial for that later. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, the D3 people, it kind of seems like he could use his telekinetic powers and just, like, oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's severe. He could use his telekinetic powers to weird. just collapse all the gun barrels and eject the magazines and, like, knock, knock them out. Knock them all out. Yeah, at once he, could or have something. Done, he could have done that, or he could have gone the Lenny monster route and melted them all for the forest floor. Who knows why? Well, the preview does show them all in a human tornado funnel thing, so. Oh, did I miss did. that? You must have. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that all, at all. Like, wrapped around a tree or something. Oh, huh. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. Huh. Well, um, yeah. If, if so only there is some sort of fight that. coming. Yeah, uh, it is the ultimate episode. Yeah, on Wednesday. Yeah, if they only do eight, like you said, they would. Yeah, they're only doing eight. Okay. They even said it in the preview, the part of the preview that I saw. Oh, the final this, episode. Yeah, the final yeah. episode. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do a season two. I hope so. There was this teeny tiny interview, so we can talk about the spoiler now because I've seen it myself about David's dad. Oh, you know who it is? Yeah. Okay. It's Patrick Stewart. Good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Charles Xavier. A couple interesting things. Mm. If that kind of give it away is in the scene where he's talking with his alter ego. When he draws his dad figure, his dad figure is bald. Bald, yeah. There's no reason for him to be. He also yeah. kind of looks like a silhouette of Patrick Stewart. Yeah. In the next movie. Mm-hmm. But also, when he makes the fake dad voice for fighting the monster, he gives it him a British like accent. Stewart. kind of Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they kind of telegraph that one pretty mm-hmm. hard. But also, so the reason I found out was, um, did you see X-Men Days of Future, not, no, not the one, X-Men Old School, what was the name of it? The one before X-Men Days of Future Past, with the young X-Men, the young Charles um, Xavier. We saw I did it. see it, I We saw remember. it together. It's the one, because that's the one of the show I'm getting shot and paralyzed. Yeah, and now I can't remember the name of it. X-Men, whatever, doesn't matter, that yeah. one, um, he sort of is in a relationship with this normal person, um, Moira. <laughs> And then in X-Men Apocalypse, which I saw a little while ago, which wasn't that bad, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't know what was up with all those reviews. Anyway. Um, she He allows her to remember. Because at the end of the first reboot X-Men, with the young X-Men, uh-huh. he takes away her memory oh, of everything he? that happened. Yeah, he oh, did, actually. Okay. I'd forgotten about that until I saw Apocalypse. And then uh, he lets her have it back. Interesting. Also, just realizing this. If she wasn't already pregnant at that point, when he gets she paralyzed from the waist down, she does already? Yeah, in Apocalypse, they show, they show that she has a son. Okay. So, unfortunately... paralyzed Xavier could oh, be... just can't walk. Tra- 
Yeah, but usually when you get paralyzed from the waist down, a lot usually? of things stop working. Usually? Yeah. Do you know this for sure? Yeah. Are you I've, a doctor? No, but I've met several people who've okay, had sorry. spinal injuries and are paralyzed from the waist down, and reproduction and battle bladder control are typically in the picture. Mm. So, well, regardless. Yeah. We don't know. No. He's a magical mutant. He could have immaculate concepted with a mind or something. Yes. Well, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, besides that, immaculately... <laughs> I don't think that's how you're supposed to use that phrase. No, probably not. Um, regardless. Anyway, he apparently has a kid. He Well, so he has not. a child, a son, that he didn't know about with Moira. Mm-hmm. Well, um, apparently he didn't know about him because he gave, no, brought no. David to the family. No, 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 no. Let me finish my sentence. Fine. <laughs> so what I was going to say was that I think it's the, the universe of X-Men Apocalypse is slightly different from the universe that David Holler and Sid Barrett and all these people in... The show that we're watching, Legion. Legion. Forgot the name of it for a second. Uh, Inhabit. Holler. That's it. H a l l e r. Back. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Anyway. So. I see. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess in Legion universe, maybe. Hmm. Do you think maybe it was a guy other than Xavier that brought David to his adopted family? I don't know. As it could be. So. If Xavier was trying to have it done secretly, Kyle would be foolish to do it himself. Mm. The reason I found out, though, regardless of all the speculation, mm-hmm. is I actually saw a clip of an interview on a late night show mm-hmm. with Dan Stevens, who plays David, mm. and Patrick Stewart was on there, oh. and Rupert Grant, who plays Ron Weasley. It was really weird. I was like, oh. Why would he... okay. I don't know. I don't know why these three people were on the show together. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were in a play. Who knows? Doesn't matter. And. Dan Stevens was like, so, Sir Patrick, boy, do I have a job offer for you. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, my guess was right. So, here we are talking about it. Okay. Although I don't understand why he would ask Patrick Stewart as opposed to, oh, I forgot his name. The guy who plays young Charles Xavier. Oh, I should I know, know his name. Let me get my Dune. He's, he, he played later in Dune. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, he did. He played a young anything? Wasn't Leto the dad? No, no, Paul, Paul was the dad. Oh, who's, which one was Leto? Leto was his son. Moadib? Moadib's son? Paul Moadib's son, Leto. Oh, and Children James of Doom. Yeah, Children okay. of Doom. Not, Not the first one, no. Yeah, that's why I was confused. That's I'm what... sorry, I call all of them Doom. You do. I call all of them Doom because they're part of the Dune. Duneness? Duneness, yes, they're part of the Duneness. Dune story. The Dune story. Saga. Yeah, that's what they call it, the Dune saga. <laughs> anyway, James McAvoy. I don't know why they wouldn't ask him. I don't know. But, but uh, it was on the TV show. Old, Maybe I mean, it wasn't serious. He was. He. It was young Xavier. That actor's relative age when David was born-ish. But now David's a twenty-something, so he would be Patrick Stewart's age, age father yeah. actor. <laughs> I understand what you were trying to say. Yeah. Okay. So maybe so. Regardless, yeah. it's fun. It's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting. It makes me want to read the comic even more and also not. One day. Yeah. So, I'm really excited. I'm glad. About this. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Messed up. It's okay. So, um, I don't know. Do I have anything? Anything else that we wanted to share about? about this episode? No. Or, you know, just about other... I love music. Geeky, interesting things. Yeah, the music was really good, but um, Oliver, yeah, started 
conducting. Mm-hmm. That was fun. quite invigorating song. What'd you say it was called? Ravel. Ravel. Mm-hmm. That was the next one. Was that is actually the name. Or anything. Uh, it may be also a style I do not know. That's fine. And I will find the composer for you because I'm blanking on it right now. Okay. But it was a fun remix. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah. It was very enjoyable. Uh-huh. Other things? Other geeky things? We're all we, caught up on The Expanse. We are all caught up on The Expanse. I don't know if we want to talk. That'll be fun. We can start talking about The Expanse after Legion Buff here. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Another good show. On sci-fi, though, instead of FX. Yeah. And on sci-fi, the Sling, play. we're going to drag you again, Sling. Yeah. On sci-fi, they play less ads. They play less ads. And they're shorter. And they're shorter. More repetitive. Yeah. But shorter. But shorter. Yeah. It's so much better. It is. I mean. Except for the one annoying ad that looks like a Valkyrie, but it is. Not oh, some yeah. some other dogfighty thing, and the like. Or you can play fantasy with anime girls not wearing much clothes. Yeah, that's just, that's just dumb. Yeah. It's well typical. Yeah. And boring, therefore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so sci-fi, you're doing it right. Thanks. Yeah. There. Or at least you I, don't need as much ad revenue yeah. for some reason. And, thankfully, despite some stories that I'd heard about the, uh, the, view, sorry, the viewers, mm. number of viewers going down for season two, of the expanse. Of the expanse. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's been renewed for season three. Hooray! Yeah. So, woo! I am enjoying their representation, especially of the spaceship, <laughs> of the story. Even though they're like a lot of things, add and subtract characters, and they do. Parts, they replace some things. Scenes. And things. scenes. Things that happen. Yeah. We'll get back into it more. Yeah, and the, as you and I had talked about earlier, they do some. Not on the show. They do some uh, timeline hopping stuff that you don't realize till later when they reference it back. It's actually out of sequence with how they show it in the episodes. True. In terms of being things that ha- occurred before the story with Holden and Miller started in the first ep- first mm-hmm. season. Whether it was months or years ago. Yeah. That's true. So. You just have to watch it again. Evidently. Yeah, you gotta buy it and watch it again. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm just being silly. It's still available for free for season one anyway. Uh, on Amazon Prime. It is on Amazon Prime. Thanks, Amazon. Yeah. So do we have any crimes against humanity that Legion did? I mentioned one earlier. You did, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So there was that. David just not immediately pancaking all the D3 the soldiers and burnt guy yeah. when they, as soon as they show up. That's true. That was a little... Or just weird. teleporting... All of them again somewhere else. <laughs> Back yeah. to the house. Back to wherever. I'm not sure if his teleporting is restricted by places he's been. Hmm. I don't or, think he knows either. Yeah, like, oh, we can just send all the D3 guys to the moon for a minute and see how well those masks work out for them. Yeah. Or something. Or something. I don't think there's anything else. I really liked this episode. Oh, yeah. It was a really well done episode. Tommy. Tommy is the third one, though. Or was oh. it the first one that you already mentioned? Maybe. I don't think so. Maybe. I think it's something else. Uh, yeah, autonomy is a major crime against humanity. Reverse gravity, questionable Terry blood oh, that went yeah. through floors. I think that was supposed to be dramatic. I don't Probably. think it counts as a crime. Borderline. Mm. Okay, whatever. You just didn't like it. Yeah, autonomy being absent. Mm-hmm. No. Major crime. For no reason. No narrative reason. Yeah. That's the actual crime. Not just autonomy not being there. Yeah. You like his face, but that's not the only reason. <laughs> it was... Um, I don't know, something doesn't fit quite right with me with the way they killed the eye, but his whole I mean, existence Lenin... in the mental astral plane thing was kind of weird. And we don't really know a whole lot about that character anyway. Correct. So uh, is that why it's not sitting well with you? 
I don't know. It was weird. It's like, oh, you've been kind of this threatening presence the whole and time. And now you're gone. And now you're just dead by the major threatening presence. Like, I guess, whatever. I think that's sort Not of that aligns. I wanted to see him survive or anything. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. I'm just saying that uh, I think that sort of aligns with what Lenny had said in the previous episode about the only character or person who matters in the universe is God. She's like, I don't need you. Bye. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there's any other... Oh, Girl Carrie's combat moves look really <laughs> ineffectual. Yeah, they could have tried a little harder with the choreo- choreo- excuse me, choreography Yeah, uh, with, for that. She looks like a teenager whose parents were forcing them to go to martial arts class. <laughs> it's like, I was going to flop my leg around and that's a kick. <laughs> and if I swing my arm not open-handed, that counts as a punch, right? All right, good. I, I kicked and punched. Can we go home now? <laughs> Yeah, that was sad. So those are our four crimes against humanity. Oh, they're really only sad because my impression of her actual fight seemed to be she was actually swinging at other people mm-hmm. as opposed to these ones, which just showed her swinging at the air because she was hallucinating. Didn't her actual fight scenes didn't look that bad? Maybe they were, and I just didn't. You were too caught up in the know. moment? Yeah. Who knows? We can watch it again. <laughs> okay. Only one season to get there. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got for that. Um, other things, we bought a new book. Yeah, recommended apparently by Will Wheaton and Patrick Rothfuss, according to their back of cover quotes. Mm-hmm. But they really enjoyed it, so we're both hoping to read that soon. Next week? Because we've been looking for good sci-fi and fantasy media. Media to consume. Well, yeah. basically, all genres? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, all genres. But we like we both like those. And spent some time walking around the Barnes & Noble trying to find... Really? We actually work pretty hard. We usually just skim and then leave. Yeah. We read a few back-of-book summaries and whatnot. We were there for like 40 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) It's... I don't know. We agreed that it's difficult to find books we will like because there just seems to be so much... I don't want to... People worked hard to write and get those books published. But they're not appealing or intellectual in the way that we like correct like one of our favorite series is um is honor harrington mm-hmm. and honor harrington especially the first novel i mean all of them up until like 12 are really good yeah but especially the first one it was both uh exciting cool. and it was also cerebral like i thought about it i was like what are they trying to say in this novel yeah um, the first Honor Harrington novel has a bit of a slow start, but it has a very exciting conclusion. Well yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe a quarter of the book, but definitely like the ending. I was curious though. I was curious though. Yeah, no, it wasn't awful. It was yeah. just slow. It was slow, but unlike like some of the so-called military sci-fi um, novels that I picked up the other day at Barnes and Noble, where it was just like I have no. It, was, it felt like a. Tr- a trash novel. It felt like fan fiction. Yeah. Although fan fiction can be good. I have been reading fan fiction for many years. Yes. Um, and this was like, why did this get published? That's how yeah. it felt. Our snooty and personal opinion of much of Barnes & Noble sci-fi and fantasy section is that it's mindless drivel. Yeah. Um, which is an attitude that makes it hard to find good stuff. So we're hoping this new book will be good. Because it's yes. written. We both uh, enjoy stuff Will Wheaton has done post Star Trek TNG. Mm-hmm. Not to say that what he did there was bad, but no, he's, I, this I, web series is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we've enjoyed Patrick Rothfuss's books and other appearances he's made. So yes, indeed. So if anyone For has any now, recommendations, because we're always willing to try stuff, 
it's just, you know, it yeah. has to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has so anyway. to make me think. Join us for episode five, where we will talk about episode eight of Legion. Legion. Yes, and sorry for the delayed uh, upload for episode three. Not my fault. Not not his fault. It's my fault. I'm the one in charge of editing. Editor in chief, if you will. Yes, indeed. So it'll be up. You guys can find us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Varying Opinions. You can find us on. Uh, Sorry, I always say it wrong. <laughs> the Twitter handle is OP May Vary. At OP May Vary. At the, the, people know how Twitter works. You still have to say the at. What? Whatever. <laughs> you can say it. Okay. As he has told you, you can find us on Twitter at At uh, May Vary. Yes. And you can find us on Tumblr at varyingopinions.tumblr.com. You can also find us on uh, SoundCloud, and next week you'll be able to find us on iTunes. iTunes, which is very exciting. Yes, and if you can't find us there, then that one's my fault. Yes, so indeed. <laughs> um, but regardless, uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you to our good friend and composer E.T. Chen for his awesome intro and outro music. And we will see you guys next week. 